The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Two Point Conversation discussion episodes. I am joined by Jaws and Mr. Brian Finch uh, for another discussion topic, and uh, we got some fun stuff for you to talk for us to talk about today. Boys, how we doing? Not good. <laughs> no, no, I'm good. I'm doing great. I was like, really? None of y'all, you guys, just gonna <laughs> leave me hanging like there for a second? What the hell? Sometimes you got to leave it hang, you know. I don't know about all that. Uh, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. Ask who who was that that looked like he was getting his uh, his jollies on the sidelines. He just let it hang. Oh, the Giants, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll tell you, who wasn't getting his jollies uh, on and stuff is uh, the cameraman. <laughs> oh man, we got to talk about that a little bit later. Um, I woke up to that and I was like, "What happened? What happened?" Uh, good old so Raiders, the, Raiders rating. The player's name is Holmes. I don't know his first name. But... Oh, the jerk off guy. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> the jerk off. Per, per banged up bills. And he's a physical therapist that handles bills injuries for us on Twitter. Shout out. Uh, his best guess is that it's a hip flexor and that, yes, it is most definitely a terrible camera angle for that. <laughs> Horrible. Absolutely horrendous. <laughs> That's something you, you pull up the blue tent for. I'm sorry. You just can't do that in public, or at least face the crowd and do it. You know what I mean? Just, just. I just love that that dude's totally okay with just having his ass cheeks hanging out. Just like I'm right. No worries, dude. Right. Nah. I mean, I guess when you're making that kind of money, I could go into a whole diatribe of why he's okay with his ass cheeks hanging out, but I don't want to get us canceled yet. I'm having fun. (laughs) Save it for February. Go all with a bang. Yes. Um. Yeah. Hey. I mean. Still, too, it's it'll never be as bad as uh, Antonio Brown letting it hang out. Um, that is for sure in a pool in a hotel. Anyways, uh, let's start off, gentlemen, with our uh, week five takeaways. Can't believe uh, five weeks through the season already. Josh, let's start off with you, my man, running through last week. What uh, some of your takeaways? Uh, there's some really bad football out there. Horrible. Just, I mean, watching some of these games, and I know one of these is going to hit home for you, Matt. But that yeah. goes Thursday game, twelve to nine in overtime, with Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson under center. That's tough. I wanted to go back in time and and break my own neck so I didn't have to watch this game. Like right before I became right, back time. like right before I became a Colts fan when my dad's like, Hey, that Peyton Manning's got to be something special. I was going to go back in time and just end it all. So I didn't have to watch that game 20 something years down oh, the man. line. That's brutal. Like that, that was tough. And then to watch like, you know, is it the new system? Is And then you watch Russell Wilson have a dude just wide open as wide open gets and not throw him the ball. 
I mean, and the worst part is you threw it to the dude in front of him who was double covered. If you'd have thrown the so same ball, like if if you'd have thrown the same ball earlier, it's a touchdown and you win. But you didn't. <laughs> it's so bad. Uh, Brian, I love, I love his press conference at the end of the game. He's like, Broncos uh, uh, country, let's ride. He still had to throw it out there. <laughs> Yeah, me and Horta, like, is he getting paid for every time he says it? He has to be. He <laughs> has to be. <laughs> it was like a, it was like watching like an episode of South Park or something. Just yeah, yeah, I got to do better. Uh, Broncos come to the try. This dude went. This dude went to the Crash Davis School of press conferences. But you say you say a lot, but don't really say anything. Just happen to be here. Happen to help the ball club. Like Broncos country. Let's ride. I just <laughs> walk off. Like, he okay. sounded so sad saying it, but he's like, oh, I'm getting like a hundred grand if I say it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I mean, that that right there, that press conference encompasses the amount of bad football there is right now. Um, My man, Brian Dable, I can't tell if he's got a bad team playing good football or if the Packers are just overrated because of the Aaron Rodgers complex, but uh, I am happy to see the Giants doing well. I'm going to be intrigued to see how how this like the staying power of this team because I just I don't I don't see the results they're getting. If, does that if, if that makes sense? I just don't see the longevity behind it. I think he's create like the the offensive is creative enough to make things happen. But I mean the Packers defense is good. Question mark? <laughs> right, I know. Right, like to, to answer that, I think what Dable's doing is I think he's playing. He he knows his players in and out very very well. He did this in Buffalo very very well. Um, he's playing to their strengths instead of asking them to do stuff that they're not comfortable with. Maybe I don't know because like Daniel Jones isn't lighting up the world, but they're still a four and one football team and still beating pretty good teams along the way. Right, or perceivably good teams at this point, like yeah. teams we think are good, like right. the Packers. Um, you know, the Jags are going to jag. They're far better than they were. But, uh, as we saw this past week, they're not, they're not the world beaters. We thought they could have, could be like, you know, standing toe to toe with the Eagles a couple weeks ago is a far cry from only mustering six points against the Texans. Now, granted, this does happen to good football teams. So in division you know, two, in division two, yeah, shout out to the, the time the bills lost six to nine to the Jags last year when they shouldn't have even been in the, in the stadium with us. It happens, but um, you know, I, I think that's an, it's not a shocking slip. I think the team they slipped to and how they slipped is more shocking than the fact that they slipped. Yeah. Um, <sighs> the dolphins without Tua are in trouble. <laughs> I also, it's hilarious to Can me. Can you see why they threw about here when there were two concussions? All right. <laughs> here's, but here's the scoop. Can you see why? <laughs> oh, listen, I can see why Tua can't. Tua still can't see straight, but this is how funny is it? I went on an epic tirade last week about the whole concussion thing and the NFL came out and they gave this whole bullshit excuse on, oh, he passed concussion protocol and like, you know, he, he didn't exhibit any, you know, concussion signs in the testing. And then we just alluded what we saw on the field to a back injury that we didn't actually test him for. We don't actually know if he had a back injury, but that's what we put what we saw on the field on. So the NFL said he passed concussion protocol, but the protocol is not good enough. So we're going to 
better the protocol. And if you show any neurological symptom on field, it is automatic. You're done. You're out for the day. And who is the first quarterback to be, quote unquote, protected by said protocol? Tua's backup, Teddy Bridgewater. (laughs) You can't make this shit up. (laughs) I got And then uh, my my last piece before I pass the uh, pass the ball here is, you know, the Bills, uh, Bills offense sucks. They're just not very good. By the way, I'm the two. I'm the 2007 Patriots officially. First, the third and ten from my from my two. Ninety-eight yard touchdown from shotgun. Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> I guess so. Uh, <laughs> Brian, what do you got for us, buddy? Uh, refs, refs. What are they good for? I don't see the point in even having referees. They get in the way. They bog down games. That's all they're doing now. They don't know how to call roughing the passer. We'll get into it. They don't know how to call a catch apparently anymore. We're back to this discussion. What's a catch? What's not a catch? It's just give me one sky judge who's part of the broadcast team. And you hear him the whole time, literally talking to the other guys going, Oh, hold on guys. We're going to come. This one's coming back. We got holding. Nope. <laughs> Nope, guys, that's not a catch. No, we're going to be overturning this. Like, what's the point of having these assholes on the fucking field? I'm sorry. I am I literally was pissed off last night. I told Matt. I texted him. I'm like, I was, like, shaking with anger at how inept these morons are. Yeah. Look, make us full-time. We deserve full-time pay, full-time. Then fucking act like it, motherfuckers. If I acted like you, if um, when I was doing my, there's no way I'd be able to keep my job. They'd fire my ass in a second with that many, many mistakes as they make. So, yeah, first time Brian's ever got that pissed off on the show. I don't know if I've ever heard you say the F word. No. I'm mad. I'm, I'm They're ruining my game. Fantasy. As you should be. Hell. Mad as hell. Dude, that wasn't the only time like this weekend either. Like mm. yesterday wasn't the only time. I'm I'm furious. I, like I was visibly angry at the that Tom Brady rough in the passer call with Atlanta. Dude, classic wrap him up, take him down. Oh, rough in the passer. Literally, Atlanta stopped him on third down and was was about to make honestly was about to make a comeback. That backup beat up team full of, of a bunch of scrubs was about to beat Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. They get a great sack on third and like long, maybe like third and nine. Nice wrap up sack. Rough throws the flag. Rough in the passer. Extends the drive. And, and nobody, like, I get why people think that football's fixed and it's horrible. Like I see shit like that. That was probably the the the, the angriest I've ever been watching this like a football game because of that. And then the one ref got in the way of uh of a uh, Colts defender on Thursday. Got right in the way. Russell Wilson, the biggest play of the game, Russell Wilson's deep pass. It was like 30-something yards. Ref fucking takes out the, the 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 safety for the Colts, so there's nobody on him. The dude probably would not have made that catch if the ref didn't take out the, the lone Colt defender in the area. Stupid. Sorry, continue. No, I didn't want to keep going. I would only get myself more riled up. I'm good. <laughs> That's all you got? Okay. Yeah. Well, just. I mean, that was the thing that just like everyone wanted to talk about. I, I went to the Bills game, um, had a great time with my wife for our anniversary. And, happy anniversary. Thank you. And then all I kept, we kept hearing like through mingling with other people, including Steelers fans that hung around, God bless their souls. Uh, <laughs> Most of the Bills fans didn't even stay for the whole game. I know. 
I there there was uh, a set of Steelers fans, and I told them like, "You guys are diehards. I, I I love you. I literally have nothing to say against Steelers fans most of the time. They're, I don't know why anyone would think that we have beef with each other, but whatever. Well, mostly because uh, of people like Boyd. I love Boyd. <laughs> He's born into it, as he says. Uh, but uh, everyone kept wanting to talk about the Brady hit, and I didn't get to see it yet. You know, the Wi-Fi service is spotty at times at the stadium, so I didn't get to see it yet. But then when I saw it, I'm like, oh, my God. So he's so old and brittle. We're throwing flags now. That's what's going on. <laughs> like, that's it's not, it's it's not just, new, though. I mean, that's been going on his whole career ever since, like, year that two. One, that, that was, was the worst one I've ever seen. Than the rest for some reason. It just did. It just seemed like, uh, okay. That was that was the I mean I've watched a lot of football in my day, a lot of Pats football. That was the worst one I've ever worst call I've ever seen, as far as roughing the pass. Okay, there's been some doozies, but that one was just like okay, it, and that's impressive because I mean we're we're talking about a guy who's had roughing the passer calls on somebody's pinky like grazing his helmet, like you can barely tell, but it, it's just there and oh flag, yeah. Dude, he, he, like it was so gentle and kind. It reminded, I know it was going up on a couple of the NFL meme places uh, this this week. I was getting screenshots and stuff. And um, they were doing, they did the Kevin Hart skit from like NFL Now where they, they picked him up and they put him down and put him on a pillow and then covered him in a blanket and they read him a bedtime story and rubbed his back. They, they, yeah. Like there was a, it was a whole like video thing that they did to illustrate how, how like refs expect you to tackle quarterbacks now. So that quarterback. I was, yeah, I was just, I'm like, I want to see this upset so bad. Like, you go Atlanta, and then that happens. Well, and it's it's gotten so bad. I mean, Troy Aikman is getting in trouble for his commentary on it on Monday night. Is he really? Oh yeah, I, I saw a couple things today that he uh, the you know, that he is that there are discussions on um, you know repercussions for him saying. I hope the NFL competition committee committee gets together watches this and decides it's time to take the dresses off and play football. And their people are like, I don't know if we can let them say that without saying something about it. Like, oh, because you, yeah, that's a twofold. You're, you're, you're bashing the league and they're like how overly protective they're becoming of quarterbacks. And then there's the whole LGBTQ LMNOP ABCD <laughs> issue with taking the dress off. So I don't know, man. Like it's, but they I literally, I if they, it'd be them saying something or them investigating, literally just proves his point. It literally yeah. just proves his point of saying it in the first place. Right. It's ridiculous. Well, I mean, I, I saw some females that are upset with it. It's like, you know, we don't play football. I get it. But at the same time, I'm a fan. Like, what's wrong with yeah, that? Suit up. Listen, if you, the reason he said it is because you don't play the game. If you, did suit up and then don't cry when a guy my size rips your head off i'm sorry <laughs> i listen i get it and i i live with somebody who does not appreciate the term pussy being equated with being a wuss but at the same token like i don't know you can't play football with a bunch of gutless pussies figure it out <laughs> yeah it's 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 real weird um brian is there anything else you had bud no, no. okay all right, so Rams are in trouble. I will say that. Yep. Um, they might benefit from the NFC West kind of being weak this year. Uh, Cardinals are bad, bad. Eight straight home game losses I think they've had uh, is what I've seen. Wait, what are the Cardinals? 
eight. Oh, they've yeah. hit. Say they're it. Bad. They're bad. Say it. They they're suck. No. Yeah, there it is. They Cardinals suck. suck. <laughs> <laughs> they really do. Um, oh, yeah. Matt Rule got fired this week. I, I think with it. Oh, yeah. We should talk about that. Huh? We should probably talk about that a little bit. Uh, good for him. You know, um, he's getting paid a lot of money to not coach. Like, fucking life is good. Where did I go wrong in life? Um, yeah, I, I'm actually, I, I got it. You know, we've been talking uh, about uh, Geno Smith a little bit here and there. I got to give this dude a lot of credit, man. He is playing out of his mind. Who would have thought that Geno Smith in 2022 would be fantasy football relevant and and keeping the Seahawks team like alive and well? Like he looks way better than Russ does right now. And then Russ did last year. I'm not even trying to exaggerate. The Seahawks offense is high powered and really fun to watch. And uh, I don't know. I mean, their defense kind of choked away this, this, this game against the saints, but, uh, but I gotta say, I'm really enjoying what the Seahawks are, are putting out there. Um, Jets are a lot of fun. Oh, Brandon Staley. I gotta say, and we're going to talk about his analytics in a little bit. Uh, he is way too smart for his own good in some instances. Um, watching watching him call football games is just painful as hell. Uh, Lions, where he at? Right? Highest scoring offense in the NFL. Good shut out by a, a Belichick-led defense. Like, come on. But, hey, kudos to, uh, to Zappi. I know my Patriots friends are saying, don't worry, be Zappi. They're loving it uh, right now with New England. Um, I think there might be a little, they might want to ride the hot hand in Bailey Zappi if Mac Jones ever gets right. Um, but yeah. And then kudos to uh, kudos to those giants, kudos to those giants. I'm nervous about going to New York for that game in, uh, in January. And uh, yeah, <laughs> I need to lose. So the ticket prices come down a little bit and then I can have spent spending money, but well, ticket prices are going up. They're a hot team. I know. That's what I'm saying. I need them to lose. I need, oh, the Col- you need them to lose. I need right. them to lose. Like, this is bullshit. Uh, maybe the Colts will do so bad that the ticket prices will go down. But I I am still excited for that trip regardless. But, yeah, that's kind of where I'm at uh, with the takeaways. Uh, yeah, Colts offense is bad, bad. Denver's, Denver's is bad, bad, too. All right. Uh, so let's go to discussion topic number two. Brian, we'll kick off with you for this one. So we watched a press conference the other day uh, coming from everybody's favorite uh, team with frequent name changes. Uh, Ron Rivera, when asked about what the issue is with Washington, why are they at the uh, the bottom, the basement of the NFC East, uh, essentially said quarterback and left it at that. And then he had to be, everyone's like, <laughs> And then more information had to be pried out of him. Um, it was interesting. It was interesting. They asked him and he goes, yeah, everybody else is. Uh, he, I don't have the quote verbatim, but every other team has their quarterback established, been established for a little while or within their system. And, and that's the struggle. So it became this big media shitstorm. And apparently Ron Rivera had to go talk to Carson Wentz about it because he probably got boo-boo face. But um, but Brian, what do you what do you take from all all this? Is it something taken out of context? Is it uh, which some Washington fans are are trying to argue about? Uh, is or is there you know is it something you shouldn't say? Is there just it's he's he's right. Carson Wentz sucks. Is that is that what he's going for in this one? Oh, 
I, I mean, there's you gain nothing by coming out and saying that your quarterback sucks now when you don't have another good option. I mean, go ahead, go to Heineke, but you already decided that he's not the guy. Right. You said it when you signed Wentz. So, um, I, I've you know me, Matt. I've given a lot of unnecessary praise to Ron Rivera since joining the Two Point Podcast. Right? Yeah. I don't have much more to give him because the guy clearly is inept and it's not just in X's and O's now. Apparently he's also inept at being a leader of men because there's not a single thing he said in that press conference that would inspire a team to go out the next Thursday night, right? They're playing Thursday night against the bears primetime, right? Ooh, here we go. Get fired up, boys. Uh, we have a quarterback issue. Wait, what, Coach? What? <laughs> I don't regret trading for him, but uh, quarterback is our biggest issue right now. <laughs> the biggest issue. And it's just, I, I text you and I said, Cooper Rush. Yep. And then you said, you won up me. Nice job, by the way. Daniel Jones. And I was like, ooh, touche, touche. Um. I don't know where he's going with this. I get that he's trying to say that, oh, they built systems. And it's just like, are you trying to say that you haven't had a chance to establish your offensive identity when you're a defensive coach and you've never been known for being forward thinking? In fact, the early part of your career, you're being trolled for being so conservative and old school that you started taking more chances and leaning into analytics and you turned into Riverboat Ron. Like it was, it was a meme. It was a joke. (laughs) And then, and here's this guy like completely oblivious to all the optics that come out of just saying something like this, whether or not it's out of context, it's just, it didn't need to be said. And I don't, I don't know what you would have gained from it. Even if you articulated it exactly how you meant to, what, what do you get out of it? You're stuck with Wentz. Go ahead and make the change. Do we really think anything's going to change that much? Their offensive line still do do. They can't play defense worth a lick. Like it don't matter. Yeah. It don't matter. So, yeah, um, I, I do got to say that Ron Rivera is probably next. Like him and Frank Riker in a foot race to see who gets fired first. But um, I mean, this might expedite it. Uh, Ron Rivera is old school. I get it, and I'm actually, in a sense, like I'm glad we have a, a, something to talk about with this. I'm glad we didn't get like one of those textbook press conference cliche answers. He had to spice it up, right? That was that seemed to be right out of the Mike Ditka playbook of press conferences. Yeah, fuck our quarterback, basically. Um, it's you know, like you said, Brian. It's you're in a division with with Cooper Rush, who, like, I think he did play some games the, the last time that Dak was hurt. I know it was Andy Dalton first, then maybe maybe Cooper Rush. I don't know. The dudes bounced around a little bit, but. You like the assimilation should be there, right? Your your quarterback should be good, should understand the playbook by now. Unless, you know, there's something going unless Carson Wentz and Kyler Murray are playing COD together on weekends. I don't know. Um but it's I don't know. And then the Daniel Jones part, like Daniel Jones has been trash. Like this whole uh, this whole like experience, this whole Daniel Jones experience, right? He's famous for an 80 yard touchdown run that he tripped and fell over. And he didn't get a touchdown wide open. The dude, Eli Manning all over himself and just fell. It was so embarrassing. 
Um, and they're finding ways to win games. To me, that sounds like a, a, you know, that's a coaching issue to me is that your team with as much talent as it has, right? Yeah. The offensive line is undoubtedly bad, but listen, Terry, Terry McLaurin, who, right. They just extended him. They just extended him this year, this past off season. I think they did. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're not getting them the ball. And then you went from having a really fun, explosive offense with, you know, getting Jahan Dotson and Curtis Samuel involved. And you had your boy, Antonio Gibson, and then y- your team can't, when to save their life. I mean, I've seen what I seen, you know, I watched the ending of Washington and Tennessee and I know for a fact with Carson, Wentz as my quarterback for one full season that that game winning drive was not happening. All right. It was just, it's, it's not happening. This isn't 2016 Carson Wentz anymore. All right. Or 27. No, it's 2017. It just, it just was not happening. Uh, it, so, I mean, I get the blame in that regard, but also, you know, we're seeing some really bad quarterback play from a lot of these transitioning quarterbacks, right? Matt Ryan, Russell Wilson, even Tom Brady took a while to get going. Uh, when he went to Tampa Bay, there's been a couple other guys who, who struggled a little bit. I just, I think it's unfair for Carson Wentz uh, as much as, I don't even know. I I shouldn't hate him unnecessarily. Um, <laughs> I really shouldn't, but I just, yeah, that was low. Like you, yeah, you, like you said, Brian, you're supposed to lead, inspire, motivate these guys. You have those conversations in private. Um, I know it's kind of a it put you on the spotlight, and and again, I'm grateful they didn't give a textbook answer, but um, but yeah, it's it's I don't know, it's it's hard, right? I mean, Heineke, everybody's want to see Heineke go, but they've they've spent money and trade and draft capital or whatever they traded. Um, last year for Fitzpatrick, they signed. And then this year, um, you know, Carson Wentz, they obviously did not believe in him. So it's it's not believe, not believe in Heineke. So I don't know. It's a bad look. It's a bad look. But it might have just like just helped the process. And I hate to see it because I think Ron Rivera is a very good human being at heart. Um, he's kind of I'm trying to think of like a relatable. He's been the leader through a tough time in Washington football really tough time as far as that, but that, that was like, wow. Wow. Talk about like awareness and Madden zero, absolute zero. He's kind of like your uncle that like introduced you to like grunge music back in the day when you were a kid (laughs) and you thought he was super cool and you used to listen to like some really awesome stuff, but then you woke up and realized it's 2022 and you've been listening to Nirvana for 30 years and you kind of (laughs) burnt out on it. And it's like, all right, dude, I'm moving on. Right. I mean, add to that too, like, you know, the uh, Patriots went in with Bailey Sampy or whatever the hell is it? Like, teams are winning with these young quarterbacks. I just, I don't get it. Uh, Josh, what do you got to add to this one? I listen. I like this answer. I'm I'm all about the keeping things in house. I'm all about the talking in the locker room. But every now and again. You got to let one slip. <laughs> Why? Why do you got to let one slip <laughs> to fire people up? Like, cause now if I'm Carson Wentz, I I'm on my last leg, right? Like I, I had a, a, a decent showing that got torpedoed by injury and big Dick Nick down in Philly. And then I didn't quite get it done with the Colts. 
So now you went, you got, you went after me, said this dude's got another, like, we think this dude's got a shot. We like, we think Philly Carson Wentz pre-injury is still there somewhere. So we went and gave him a shot and he's not getting it done. So what is, what does Riverboat Ron say? Why aren't you winning? Cause our quarterback sucks. Less, listen, man, I'm on my last leg. You just told the world. You think I suck. I have two options. Prove you right or prove you wrong. Now. There's probably also something to be said of, you know, did, did did he want to to get Carson Wentz? I don't know. Maybe call Ben DiNucci. See what he's got going on. <laughs> call Blake Bortles. See if he wants to come out of retirement. Brock Eilesweiler was pretty good for like half a season once. I mean, call one of these dudes who's got nothing going on. See if they can do any better. Tyler Heineke, go ahead. Send it. But like, you can't say the quarter. Like you can say the quarterback's the problem if you're trying to motivate your quarterback. But if you actually think your quarterback's a problem, do something about it. Right. So, listen, if this was a slip where he actually believes the quarterbacking is the problem and this is going to be, you know, an issue that they have, that this is a bad look. But if he said this based on I'm trying to get this, I'm trying to get more out of this guy and by publicly saying you are the issue, I want more out of you. uh, You know what? You're on your last leg, and I've probably tried a lot of other things. So maybe, uh, you know, maybe you publicly knowing that I think that you may be the issue currently lights a fire up under your ass, and maybe we get some things done next week. Only time will tell. Maybe this is Riverboat Ron gambling in the best way possible. Maybe. We'll see. If they come out and I beat- don't think it is. <laughs> no. I don't either. If they come out and beat the brakes off of the Bears, then we'll see. Yeah. Yeah. Light it up on Thursday night. This dude's a genius all of a sudden. Does he actually know the history of Carson Wentz? Is he aware that um, he basically fell apart all because he couldn't handle Nick Foles being competition? Do you remember after they won the Super Bowl and how it became like it seemed like he had no confidence anymore? Basically because there's a statue of a dude that won the Super Bowl after taking your job. (laughs) But taking your job and now he's got a statue in front of the stadium. Yeah, that's tough. That's tough. You know, again, you're on your last chance. Grow up. <laughs> I mean, that's you know what? I'm going to build, I'm going to build a statue off front of the other three quarterbacks in our division. Fuck you. <laughs> it's, I don't know. Like, I mean, I think this needs to be looked at too, though. It's like, how long is that acclimation, acclimation, or accl- whatever it is, um, you know, that getting used to period, how long is it actually supposed to take? Right, like how long is it supposed to take? Because it seems like some guys just take to it better than others. I know schemes and 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 different things, you know, come into play. Sometimes coaches want to go a certain route with the playbook, and it might not necessarily fit the quarterback's strengths. But it really makes me question how long. Like these guys have been together since July, right? I think that's when OTA started or or mini camp. I'm sorry, right? It was like it was it was beginning of July, middle of July. What, you know, how long is it supposed to, these guys supposed to take though? I mean, this is the third month at least together. Well, and here's the thing. If you're, if you went and got this dude and you're running a system that doesn't fit his skills, that's on you. Correct. Coaching is one of two things, either running a system that fits what you have or finding guys that fit the system you want to run. And I mean, there's no better tell to this than when Rex Ryan decided to build a, build a bully by decimating a, a top five, four, three defense by saying, I'm going to run a three, four and not having the personnel to do it. And you torpedoed the defense. 
Like you can't just run whatever you want because, because you have athletes. No, you have to run what works for what you have or find people that can run what you want, but you can't run what you want with people that don't fit. So if that's what you're doing, you're an idiot and you deserve to be fired. If, I mean, if you want to just let an athlete go do something, call Cam Newton. He's, he's free. <laughs> let him, let him go find a bench to sit on. Yeah. Nah, they're going to need him in Carolina, bro. Again. No, yeah. knock it off. That rule got fired. He's not coming back. Yeah, we'll see. I bet you $5. <laughs> I bet you $5. Cam Newton signs with the Panthers by the end of this year. Sam Darnold's Dar- Dar- hurt. You Matt got Coral. It might be hurt. I don't know. We'll I'm see. in. You're in five bucks. Sounds good to me. I love, I love wheeling and dealing. That's how I roll. <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Uh, discussion topic number three is Nathaniel Hackett. Speaking of those good old Broncos, Nathaniel Hackett on the hot seat already. Uh, our state of the state of the address for the Broncos after week five. Yes. <laughs> I say yes. You brought in this dude, right? He worked with Aaron freaking Rodgers, right? Back-to-back MVP, Aaron Rodgers has been. Uh, for years, Green Bay has been one of the better offenses. And you come in to Denver with a pretty good offense. You get Russell Wilson. I mean, I'm not sure if that, uh, that you know, how much he – I did get hired after before. I can't recall. But um, – but but regardless, you have Russell Wilson, and you can't bring out the best of him. The offense looks horrible, horrible. The only reason why we're not shitting on the Colts after last Thursday is because the Colts won, all right? But the Broncos are still pretty bad. The Broncos might be just a hair above uh, the Colts as far as offense production has gone. I mean, literally, the highest scoring, I think the the most that the Broncos have scored was that week one game against Seattle. And, you know, it, largely Denver has failed just about every single metric, all right, that, that you've wanted to, you know, it, you come out, you got this, this, you know, two times, or excuse me, one-time Super Bowl champion um, in, in Russell Wilson, who's, I believe, he's been a pro, multi-time pro bowler. All right, the team is expected to compete with the rest of the AFC West, and it's still kind of early, but could. Um, but they're just not showing it. Even when they win, it's not like, wow, this team's actually good. No, it's like, oh, God, how did we win that game? That's how I feel about the Colts uh, over their multiple games. And that's not a good feeling. All right, I think Nathaniel Hackett's seat is pretty warm, and the Broncos, if this thing don't get turned around real quick, that team is fucked for the next five years between that contract that they handed Russell Wilson, 250 mil, I think over, uh, Jesus, it might've been nearly 200 guaranteed. Uh, for when you guys want to look that up for me. Um, and then all the draft capital you gave away big cock lock. You gave away, I mean, who cares about that, but Noah Fant, first round picks, your team's fucked for the next five years. There is no getting out of that hole. All right. There's no getting out of this this like deficit like it in a quick turnaround if Russ does not pan out. That was a win now acquisition, and uh, right now they sit at two and three in the AFC West, barely staying you know barely staying afloat. The Chiefs are putting some miles on uh, you know in front of them. 
the Chargers, if Brandon Staley ever gets his head out of his ass, will be, you know, get moving. They're basement dwellers with 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 Vegas. Not not just of the AFC West, of the entire AFC, which is not what you know I think many people expected. So Jazz, what do you got for this one? Uh the answer is as you put it so eloquently, yes, he's absolutely on the hot seat. Like, I mean, you know, uh, let 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 Russ cook. Russ, Russ looks like he's cooking tofu. <laughs> it's it's bad. It's awful. He looks atrocious. You went and spent all this money getting this dude, and he sucks. He's not doing well. Again, I don't know if it's your system. I don't know if it's him. I don't know if it's both. But damn, it is bad. I've never seen so many fans leaving a stadium as your team is going into overtime. I have never seen that in my life. There's still a chance to win. I know it's not looking good, but there's still a chance to win. They're going out in droves. Yeah. I don't. And the commentary team shitting all over them. Yeah. It's great. I I don't know what the issue is here. This is a team that looked semi competent with Drew Locke last year. Uh, semi-confident calm Teddy down B looked at, well they look better with teddy b we'll say teddy b they looked a lot better than they do right now true story again they looked better with drew lock somehow i mean teddy b was head and shoulders that would be oh man they're 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 wishing they had teddy bridgewater right now but like i i don't know how you're how you're not on the hot seat right now if you're if you're in this position i mean you look at this roster they should be really good, but they're not. And that, to me, at some point comes to coaching. That's it. That's all I got. That's all you can say. Yeah, you can't piss away this this season. Like, you can't. And, hack. I mean, legit, like, Broncos fans hate Hackett. Broncos fans right now hate Russell Wilson. The memes coming after that game were tremendous. The Broncos country, let's ride. They, 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 it like super imprinted him into like burning like kitchens and stadiums and stuff. It was hilarious. They hate Russell Wilson and Nathaniel Hackett right now. How about this? Is bad. This, this is so bad that the most interesting thing happening because of Denver right now is the back and forth between RG3 and LaShawn McCoy. (laughs) (laughs) That's how bad you are. Two dudes who are retired are going back and forth on Twitter, and it's the most interesting thing about the Broncos <laughs> because of a picture of a running back just, oh, my God, mean mugging the shit <laughs> out of Russ. And Russ, like, has his jacket on over his shoulder pads looking the other way. like He's drinking the water. He's drinking He's drinking the sip yeah. of the water. He's got, like, a, like a baby. He's got, yeah. like, just, he, like, he doesn't want to drink it. Yeah, and, like, RG3, like, the, you know, basically this this tells the whole story. And then LaShawn McCoy, like, calm down, cowboy. You've gotten this look way more in your career than Russ has. <laughs> like, and then those two start going back and forth, and people care way more about that than what's happening in Denver, unless you're a Denver fan. Who That might still be more interesting to, from you because you're probably wondering if RG3 can still play to give you a better shot to win. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, oh, not a good look. Not a good look. Brian, what do you got, buddy? So you you sent me uh, looking for the contract, and the funniest thing just happened. So I I go to our trusted site of SpotRack, and they have a trending section as part of their main page. Who do you think the number one trending athlete is in the world of salary cap? It's got to be Russ. 
It's Russell Wilson. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's perfect. Right in front of me. Uh, so guaranteed 124 mil. 124. All right. I mean, they will pay 161 million through 2025. So they are in for at least three more years. This awesome year they're having. Broncos country. Let's try. I will. I will want to say that if if the and I trust this man because he's normally right, but. Benjamin Albright, find him on Twitter, reliable NFL source and a beat reporter, whatever, for the Broncos. He was the first to report that he's dealing with some sort of shoulder injury. There's some sort of shoulder ligament injury that is hindering him a little bit right now. But as we pointed out already before, um, that's got nothing to do with your brain, bro. Yes, I was about to say. Yep. You are you are making some awful decisions and you don't seem like you feel very comfortable. So why isn't Russ comfortable? Is it because um, he spends too much time worrying about a squeaky clean persona? Possibly. Is it because he's been a kind of a gold, uh, silver platter kind of guy um, for the last few years? It's kind of how he was handled in Seattle. Dude could go do no wrong. He's got no accountability. I think the dude needs to check himself. 100%. Be real. Be honest. He doesn't owe it to me, but I hope he's at least doing it in his locker room. Right. Like, if you're hurt, the players probably can see it. But if it's more than just being hurt and you are making mistakes, then go out and own it, man. And they'll respect you more than ever. You know, Melvin Gordon is probably the most reliable veteran on that team right now. And I would love to hear his opinion, <laughs> Wilson, because he's been around some garbage quarterbacks. Wow, wow, wow. Don't you fucking talk about Philip Rivers like that. Oh, please. I'm talking about since his Denver days, sir. Oh, we need to clarify, all right? You, need to, you need to go take an English class and learn how to talk. So touchy, man. Triggered. So Homer. <laughs> I, I the the chemistry in the locker room's totally fucked up. I mean, it is. It's 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 beyond left. And it, it, Nate Hackett has no ground in this league to stand on. You know what I mean? Like, what has he earned? He hasn't earned anything. I don't even. I really still don't understand how he got this job. Aaron Rodgers. I'm but, literally telling you, Aaron Rodgers or Hackett. Like I don't understand the 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 logic. It's Aaron Rodgers. It's the, it's a, it's an all encompassing thing. At Devontae Adams, Aaron Rodgers making superstars out of out of no name dudes. I feel like that he's just. It, it's like, it's like Eric Bieniemy. Like apparently Eric Bieniemy is kind of trash. Like everybody complains about why he isn't a head coach yet. He's Shady really not him. that good, huh? Shady called him out. Shady called him out. Everyone went to the race card, but it was actually because he's kind of a shit person and not a good, like, he's not a good uh, coordinator. All right. Andy Reid calls all the plays. And you've seen it. Patrick Mahomes doesn't even like Eric Bieniemy, at least from what I've seen on field. All right. It's it's kind of like that, where he's just the beneficiary. Oh, hello. Hi, guys. I'm a Colts fan. Uh, Frank Reich's my head coach. He didn't call a single play uh, for the 2017 Eagles that won the Super Bowl. Okay. All right. I know what the situation's like. I can relate to it. Um, 
It's it, you just get you get attached to something. You know how I mean. Jesus Christ! Look at Josh McDaniels and the fucking Raiders right now, right? He has, he is benefit. He has rode Bill Belichick and Tom Brady's coattails for far too long, <laughs> and he's this is his second head coaching opportunity, and it's looking just as bad as the first, if not worse. Uh yeah. <laughs> but but I think he's the one that we already kind of had a feeling about. Oh, At we least- did. At least Hackett, I would have given the benefit of the doubt of, I don't know. <laughs> I've gone out of my way to hire the guy, but well, I don't know. Yeah. It's 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 weird. It's weird. It. And here's the thing. We know nothing about this new owner that just took over this team and literally no idea of how he would want to run his new organization. And uh, unfortunately, Nate Hackett. This couldn't be more worse timing, my friend. If this dude would have bought the team last year and Hackett was already signed on and then he could think like, well, I I wasn't in charge yet. I wasn't part of the decision-making. You know, you would get that vibe. He's not going to have that opinion now. He's already coming in going, I, I have a chance this year with my brand-new team at the end of this year or whenever I decide to just cut ties, let's roll. That's that's the real let's ride right now. This it's the dude that owns Walmart. <laughs> I do gotta say though, I know Walmart enough. Country. I know <laughs> I know enough about the guy who owns the Broncos. All right. He's the guy who probably has a policy about uh having one to two cash registers open when it's really, really busy. Uh, all right. He's a piece of shit. So um so I'm gonna I, I know all I need to know. Shopping at Walmart, by the way. That's on huh? you. What? You you're supposed to be a target man. Not yet. I haven't got my first paycheck yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, gentlemen. Very good. That is it for Nathaniel Hackett and the state of the franchise for the number Broncos. Let's go on to discussion topic number four. All right. Um, you know, let's do a little switcheroo. Let's place our our good friend, AFC West friend, the Raiders, um, into, into this position. So, Jaws, we'll start off with you for this one. The Raiders losing an absolute epic meltdown uh, on Monday Night Football. 17-point lead. They blew it. Uh, what's happened to this overachieving team from last year? And thoughts on the Devontae Adams shoving a camera guy? Uh, uh, I mean, you can talk about an overachieving team from last year, but you fired the coach that got him to overachieve. Maybe, okay, you didn't fire him, but you didn't sign him long-term. You let him, you let him go. Like, you brought in some other dude who you thought would be better. He brought in one of the top receivers in the league. And there's just that that's a lot of moving pieces. You, know, you can't equate what they did last year with a whole lot of not much and overcoming all that adversary adversary. Jesus adversity is I think what I'm trying to say, right? That sounded good. I don't know. Yeah, Whatever. Better than uh, my perception of English. Yeah, sure. Uh, so you, know, you bring in like you, 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 you moved all the pieces. You build a house from the ground up. You had a good basement going. You had a good foundation going last year. And then the dude who built it, you were like, yeah, we're going to go somewhere else. <laughs> and like, cool, you brought in talent. But, you know, the dude who got the team to overachieve isn't there anymore. So I think that's where it starts. Why not give the dude who got you to be an overachieving franchise last year? Give him a shot with a real team in a real season. Just a thought. Uh, I... 
And I, I think it starts from the top down for the rest of it. And then Devonte Adams shoving the camera guy. I just actually, while you guys were talking, I saw another thing saying like, Oh, a new angle, a new camera angle has been, uh, you know, has come out that might save Devonte Adams. It doesn't look any better. <laughs> no, it, it really doesn't. Worse. I was going to say, is it the cameraman's angle of him falling <laughs> over? <laughs> no, like it, it definitely made it seem like it was more of an, like, a, a little bit more of a reactionary push than a get the hell out of my way push, but it was still a get the hell out of my way push. Um, and you know, not for nothing, Devonte. Maybe, maybe instead of like going to get the biggest contract you possibly could, if you cared this much about winning, you should have went to a team that was proven to be a winner. Instead, you went to a team that's been in this weird, like, not rebuilding but not successful purgatory for i don't know a decade in two cities yeah. and now you're throwing bitch fits about i mean you can be mad you're the one who, who like you allowed a, a d-back to press you off your route that caused the collision you ran into hunter renfro not the other way around so how about you don't get bitched off the line next time then you might be wide open but you got bitched because you're probably not used to people playing hard press against you because you're Devontae fucking Adams. And somebody walked up to you and said, I don't care, and got rough with you, threw you off your route, and then you collided with somebody and watched the ball sail 25 yards over your head. And then you, I don't know, Hulk smashed your helmet because you're not playing with Aaron Rodgers anymore. I don't know. I, look, I like Derek Carr. He's good. He's a top 10 quarterback in the league, in my opinion. He's not Aaron Rodgers. I, you didn't think there was going to be a downfall. And these dudes who go to other quarterbacks, like after playing with one of the top five guys in the league and are like, Oh, he's just as good. Like hell he is. Wow. That sounds awfully specific. I, well, listen, Adams did it. To a, <laughs> like Adam, Adams did it to a, did it. Like I, I understand. Like I, it, it's a thing, right? Yes. Yeah, so I'll think it's bro. It. You yeah. have to say it. Like you're nobody takes a huge contract to go play for somebody else. Be like, yeah, I came here to get paid. This dude sucks. Nobody says that. <laughs> I want to meet the dude who would. I really do. I, I, I mean, cause there, we've had some divas in the league, right? T.O. would say that he didn't. Chad Ochoa would say it. He didn't like none of these diva diva receivers have said it, but at the same time, we kind of understand what's happening here. So now I'm watching you spike your helmet and shove a cameraman because you're losing. And you didn't expect that to maybe be a thing that could happen. You left the, like a team that's perpetually in the NFC championship game to go to the Raiders. I don't know. I, I don't feel bad for you. I don't feel bad for the organization. You, you kind of put yourself in this spot. I don't feel bad for them. Fucking fans. Fuck them. That Bitches. is the official two point stance. Yes. <laughs> the two point stance. Yeah, I like the Raiders. Their fans fucking suck. Yeah. Brian, what do you got to laughing, say about laughing face emoji? <laughs> why? Yeah, why you put a laughing face next to uh next to the Raiders fucking hater? Shut up, bitch. <laughs> fucking Walmart Hulk Hogan piece of shit. I'm so angry on the inside. Yeah. I'm happy now. All right, Brian, what do you got just what do you got to say about this? Uh, my biggest issue with if, if we just take the game that happened last night and I 
I like the aggressive mentality of the Raiders because you're terrible this year when you had so many high expectations. But then, like, you get a situation where you, you want to take a, a, a two-point score to take the lead, and that's fine with me if you want to be aggressive like that. But you don't give it to your best player. You don't you don't go to Devontae Adams. You literally just go with a power dive up the gut like it's 1982. Like, you deserve to lose when you make these kind of decisions. When you go against the grain of what I think that you're supposed to look like. When you brought in Devontae Adams to add to Hunter Renfro, to add to, you know, the Darren Waller if he's ever healthy, um, I just don't like it. I don't like the mentality of it. You need to... You need if you're gonna be that if Devonte Adams was supposed to be their version of bringing Russell Wilson for the the Broncos, which is we're tired of being bullied in our own division by the Chiefs. Enough's enough. We're going out. We're we're gonna compete and we're gonna win this division. That's what it was, right? And he got you there in that game. And then when it comes time, the dude wasn't even interested in it. He, I mean, Jacobs had a good day too, so I get that. But at the same time, it's just. It doesn't match the persona that I thought they were trying to build. And I 100% am with Jaws, and I know you are, Matt, too, that we were like, how are you going to fire that dude when he just got those dudes? They were, they were the bad that, news bears of the NFL. Yeah. And he got them to fight for everything. And, I it mean. worse than that. They were, they, were the, like, they were the team that the bad news bears felt bad for. <laughs> this was like, oh, God. I can't. This is like that episode of South Park that I'm sure you guys have um, have have seen it. But when uh, I think it was Stan, he led the team with all the uh, the little kids, and they played against the NHL team at like the Pepsi set, <laughs> the Pepsi, and the one the one sick kid was like, "Go win it for me." <laughs> yeah, and that one sick kid was uh, was was Henry Ruggs. Just go win it for me. <laughs> like it was just like. Come on, they had no business. They survived John Gruden. They survived two arrests, uh, like two first round pick arrests. They had no business being in that playoff, and they yeah. they yeah. Yeah. he survived Mayock of all like things. Mayock. Yeah, the, the you got out of Mayock and Shock Jock TV game. guy. Yeah, I I think um I'm thinking about that wild that that game right before the wild card round, the last week of the year, and Raiders and Chargers play each other, right? Raiders go for the win, Chargers knocked out of the playoffs. Yep. Does McDaniel's pull that, or or does he go? Well, we're in the playoffs either way. You know what I mean? I almost feel like that dude doesn't understand what it's like to be an underdog. I thought he did last night for a minute, but yeah, me fooled. He doesn't. He doesn't know what it's like to be an underdog. He's used to coaching, you know, the Patriots, like being on that squad. Right. Yeah. Just a sad situation all around um, for this Raiders team. They do this all the time. That's what he is, man. Phony. Phony. Hey, he's a phony. He's Uh, just a big phony. (laughs) It's, dude, that's the Raider way. I'm sorry. No matter what they do, they always find a way. They they do good when they're least expected to, you know, like last year. They've been kind of building up to something. But I just, I wonder if moves like this, I wonder if moves like the Russell Wilson trade 
amongst others that have flamed out. I wonder if it's going to affect how ha- teams handle free agency in the coming years again. Because we really like with COVID, uh, when the COVID year hit, we hit this like it started becoming NBA free agency esque moves, right? Big time moves, teams jumping, you know, players moving to all sorts of different teams. Let's put these super teams together, yada, yada, yada. And then, you know, I'm not saying that Devontae Adams hasn't like performed for them, um, you know, this, but it hasn't made their team better, right? Like it hasn't. And they're another team too who gave up a bunch of draft capital, right? I think they gave up two firsts to uh, to Green Bay. Uh, I can't be certain about that. Don't quote me on it, but, um, you know, it, it, it's, it's tough. This Raiders team should not be one and four heading into week six in the NFL season should not be. It's too good on paper to do that, but it starts at the top. It starts at coaching. Um, Mike McDaniels is just not a culture guy. All right. Bill Belichick. I mean, Belichick has a culture, but it's, it's weird. Bel- Belichick's culture is fall in line or get the fuck out. Right. It's very hard to do that. Guys have tried and you got to be willing to stick to that conviction. It also, it, I mean, it took a while to catch on. It didn't work right away for a, like, I mean, he fizzled out of the Browns, which probably was the best thing that ever happened to him. Oh, for and sure. And quit the Jets. I mean, it, it, it took a minute for it to catch wind and it took it, it took Tom Brady, you know, for the whole, you know, get in line or get the hell out. Guys have tried it. Matt Patricia tried it in Detroit. It didn't work. And all of a sudden he was, you know, backpedaling faster than, um, I don't know, a D-back trying to catch somebody fast. I don't know. I'm I'm running out of analogies here today. Apparently. <laughs> I mean, he backpedaled on it hard because it's tough to, especially in pro sports, when they're when you're dealing with grown-ass men, it's tough to be that guy. But you have to have one. You have to have a culture of some kind. Because if not, you get dudes facing criminal charges for pushing reporters. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's not a good look for the Raiders. I mean, again, this is something they've been kind of accustomed to over the last 20 something years. And it's like it's it's kind of sad to say because, you know, the Raiders were once one of the most prominently featured teams in, in, in NFL, you know, of the NFL 70s, 80s, you know, uh, early 2000s for a little bit. They were the team and uh, they fall in such disarray. I don't know if Josh McDaniels is a one and done but I think that he should be if a guy like Nathaniel Hackett is, is floundering with the team that he has around him. I think there's a case for Josh McDaniels to be one and done only if that uh, was it Mark, uh, Mark Davis and his penis shaped haircut, you know, maybe grew a pair. I just, it's so hard though, because you just came off of John Gruden. There's a, that's a lot of instability. Um, a lot of instability and you're waning. I mean, Derek Carr is still a decent quarterback. Uh, There's still some decent players on that team. Josh Jacobs looked great last night, at least from what I've seen uh, a little bit that I did. And you're just, you're wasting them. You're wasting them away. Um, As far as the Devontae Adams thing goes, uh, there's no apology. I get the frustration. Go punch a wall or something. Go punch a lock. Well, no, actually don't do that. Your hands are worth a lot of money. Um, find something else. Just go and yell. Go in the the tunnel and yell. <sighs> like it, it it sucks because I mean I I don't want I don't want to say that this one moment of weakness defines Devonte Adams' character. I don't think it does. Um, it's a bad look, but it's it's 
not who Devonte Adams is, in my personal opinion. Um, you know, he's always been a good stand-up dude, right? And uh, and you've heard nothing but good things about him. This is just one really, really bad look. He's gonna pay. You know, he's gonna pay for it. Uh, apparently, the league is discussing suspension. I don't know how many he's gonna get. Uh, apparently, the cameraman, sound guy, whatever he is. Um, filed a police report and said there were some injuries involved. So that's not a good look. Said he went to the hospital. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, but Devante put himself in that situation, no matter how many times people want to see that the camera guy, sound guy put himself in that situation. He put himself in this situation. It was, it was, it's be wild. It's, it's wild to read some of the comments about this stuff. Um, but yeah, it's it's not a good look. It's not a good look. Uh, hey, very Raiders thing to do though. Yeah, yeah. He <laughs> learned how to be a Raider real quick, didn't he? <laughs> yes, he did. Ra- Raiders gonna raid? Am I right? Yeah, they sure they sure are. Um, so that's our little bit about the uh, about uh, the Raiders and such. Let's go on to our final question, uh, discussion topic. Excuse me, analytics. All right, it's this. Uh, I would say within the last five, maybe six years, maybe a little bit longer than that, it's this phenomenon that every coach loves to uh, reference and discuss. And often it gets praised for really crafty, creative, gutsy play calls, and sometimes those wins. But also every time I I, I hear a lot of excuses using the analytics. Uh, there's a lot of good for it. There's a lot of bad for it. I'm in between. I'll say my piece in just a moment. Uh, but I wanted to ask you guys, what were your thoughts on, and Brian, we'll start off with you. What are your thoughts on coaches utilizing analytics? Is it too heavily dependent on, or should we see more of it? Just, just whatever your, your thoughts are on, on coaches using analytics in probably more so in game bothers me, but your, your take on all that. Well, the analytics discussion for me really is different for each team and each head coach, I think, because I know certain teams are still trying to poo-poo the whole idea that you can't use analytics to make your team better when it's been proven that you can. Um, the the Bills heavily invest in analytics. In fact, they have an entire part of their booth dedicated to just those guys. They have like four on staff right now, I would think. Um, so it, 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 to you lean on it because you're doing so much as a head coach that just to be on top of the numbers all the time like that, like, you know, this is another thing for them to have to remember. It's another thing that they're on top of. Um, I like the idea though, that it's, it's, it's creating, I think it's creating more competitive, exciting games because you got guys willing to take chances more often earlier on in games two in their own territory more often. It's all those things I think are, are good, but you can't use it as a crutch and you can't use it as the defining end all be all for any given play. Like going for two last night with the Raiders um, ends up being a bad idea because they lose the game. I get it. Do they win? Maybe, maybe not. You know, it's butterfly effect. Maybe the Chiefs somehow their drive goes a little bit better the next time around. I don't know. But it, it, you can't use it as just always relying on it and it's going to bail you out because it's only part of the puzzle. 
it's just a fraction of the puzzle and it's it's it, you got to weigh it accordingly especially when you're an underdog i like i like the teams that you know they, they use it as a little bit more advantage you know get get more aggressive at times when the numbers back it up that's it yeah i i'm so indifferent about analytics cuz i feel like it's it's zombified coaches and coaching right i feel like coaches don't think instinctually anymore I, again i see it every week Oop, with the colts uh and frank Reich like oh they get the call analytics for fourth and one you know it's fourth and one and we decided to go for it at our own 46 yard line and they don't get it it's like oh well the analytics they said to go for it well what did you think about going for it i want to know what you think not the stats all right analytics to me um is a is a bad crutch because one thing that analytics doesn't take into account for uh, personnel. All right. So maybe fourth and one makes sense for a team like the bills who are loaded to the gill with talent, right? A, a Gabe Davis, a Stefan Diggs, um, and some of the new talent, you know, and just, just Josh Allen could just go right. He could just go and make things happen. Um, that fourth and one analytical is not going to work for a team. Like, um, I don't know. I'll just I'll just be a homer. Let's go. Let's go to Houston, right? Whose personnel is not in the same situation. I just I I think coaching is legitimately a lost art. Now I think it's just dapping up your guys, getting a playbook established. You know, trying to keep the guys motivated. And I, I just when I see these coaches revert to analytics to tell them how to coach, to tell them what plays to go. I just think it it just what are they getting paid for? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I just I don't feel like we're we're having we have coaches making rational instinct decisions. They're being told how to coach by a, a computer and or a tablet and and someone behind it, you know, just some technical blueprint thing. You know what I mean? Like I sound really old there, but it's it's <laughs> But it, it, you know what I mean? Like, if a guy like Bill Belichick, you would have told him 20 years ago that he's going to be coaching through a tablet. He would have told you to kiss his, the back of his nuts. All right. He would have been like, no, nah, I'm not doing that. Uh, it, Paul Brown, Tom Landry, all these legendary coaches, they did it by instinct. They knew their team. They knew what they had. They 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 felt things out with, with their head and their hearts. And these teams are like, oh, man, what do I do? What do I do? <gasps> Computer, what do you got for me? I think it's a big detriment. Um, just shows you that maybe less is more. I think it just become it's like trying to play Madden online nowadays, right? It's just too complicated, right? People put all sorts of crazy, do all sorts of crazy different things and make things like uh, just overcomplicated. It's like Jesus Christ, I just want to play fucking a football game. All right, I, I just I just think there's too much. There's there's not enough. I don't know, just reacting in instinct. And it's too much oh, computer. I can just blame the computer for it. I see it all the time at post game press conferences. And I, it's. I, I thought you almost stumbled onto something, though, there, Matt. What's before that? Before we get much further. Well, because you brought up the Patriots, and, I, and you would have firsthand experience with this in the playoffs. They got aggressive, went for a fourth down conversion in their own end, and they didn't go well, right? Right, and they end up losing that that game to the Colts. Colts go on to play in the Super Bowl. Yes. So 
I think analytics might have backed up that decision by Belichick, and he probably came up with that after having some people kind of pound the table a little bit, like, hey, Bill, like, start thinking more aggressively at times. There's some numbers that back this up. Uh, it, it, it's interesting, though, because he's such an old-school coach, and he actually, he bought into it a little bit. Yeah, I just, I don't know. It, it just, it doesn't, it doesn't work. For, I just see all these coaches like Brandon Staley, like he can talk the talk. He's a dude who could talk the talk, but when it comes time to walk the walk, he kind of looks stupid. Like sometimes, like last year we were talking, we said it. You can go back and and, and listen to old episodes if you want to. Um, you know, we'd be like, man, this Brandon Staley dude, real, real smart with the analytics, right? He's gonna do stuff with this Chargers team. And then they went forward on fourth down in their own. I think it, it was in their own on their own half of the field and they didn't convert and the Browns would have scored. I think they threw an interception after it. Some, some goofy happened. Um, Jacoby Brissett threw an interception, but it's like, dude, what the, f- what are you doing? Just bury them. <laughs> just bury them and save your team. You know, I just, I don't know. It's hard. I mean, as a coach, like I've coached myself. Jaws, you've you you've coached, uh, you know, you, you coach many a thing. You know, it would you like for baseball? I mean, I don't know how much analytics goes into baseball. I mean, maybe maybe there maybe that is. I, I'm uh, sure quite a oh, bit. Wait, but it, in the heat of the moment, much, if not more than football. Really? In the heat yeah, of the moment, kinda, though, it, it kind of kickstarted all the analytics stuff. That's fair. But at, I mean, even at your level, like, it, it, could you imagine like having to depend on a tablet versus using what knowledge that you've 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 accumulated over your entire you know existence of being around baseball? Well, so here's the thing for me: analytics are an arrow in the quiver. It's not the only one, right? right. So the guys, the guys who just rely too much on analytics get outgunned. You know, they they. Your your Brandon Staley's who just analytics 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 and then you're like what are you doing, like this doesn't make any sense. But the percentages, and a perfect example of this is uh, I one of my favorite things that we've been doing with uh, with hats has been the worst take thing, and I, I think I brought it up last week too. Um, there's a guy that I used to work with uh, that at one point looked at me and said, if I ran an NFL team, I wouldn't have a punter. And I wouldn't have a kicker. I would find somebody who can do kickoffs that does something else for me. I would never punt. I would never kick an extra point. I would go for it on fourth down at all times. And I would win a lot of football games that way because the the percentages say I do. And I went, okay, I'll bite. How do you figure? And he went, well, even if two point conversions are 50%, if I score four touchdowns and you score four touchdowns, you kick every extra point and I go two for four, we tie. But if I go three for four, I win. If you go three for four, I win. And I go, right. But if you go for it, for if you like that 50% is not equal every game. Right. So you go for, you know, a two point conversion four times and you're beat and you get them all in the first, in, in that one game. And you, I only score 10 points, but then the next week you don't make any. And I made one kick. I win. Like that, that percentage just doesn't work. It's all situational. It's a, it's a quiver, you know, it's an arrow in your quiver. It's not an end all be all. It's not a gospel. It's not the Bible. It's not what it's not something you should do. I mean, you you shouldn't follow anything blindly in sports, especially as a coach, you know, so there, there's no way that 
analytics should be the only thing you're doing, the only thing you use. The answer should not be computer. Tell me what to do now. Like the the analytics may have said go for two because if you get two, you're almost factually going to win this game. Okay. What does the computer say if you don't? Because <laughs> again, it's a 50-50 shot. And you're not in a position like you're you're in a position where if you don't, you're losing. Where you could just take the 90 something, 90 high 98% chance of making the extra point, and you're playing like the game is different then. Yeah. You know, either way, they're still what they're gonna get the ball back and they're still playing for a for a field goal. You end up stopping them, and now you're only playing for a field goal, but you're not dying for a field goal. You can take your time. You can pick your spots a little bit better. You're not, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God, right? And then when you're in fourth, you know, you're on fourth down, you don't necessarily have to go for it. You can punt it, pin them deep and say, hey, maybe we maybe we go to overtime and see what we can do. Right. I mean, but analytics said otherwise. That's where you relied too much on it. All right. And, and again. Uh, am I calling a running play on a two point conversion? Probably not a straight up shotgun draw like that. No, I, I'm not sure what crack ass computer spit that piece of shit out at you, but when windows crap. 95, yeah. <laughs> yeah. On your gateway 2000 that came in the cow box. <laughs> oh my Real. God. See, I think it's a, pro- it's fine for like maybe the week ahead, like maybe game scripting, like having like it working out plays maybe to an extent, but I just the in the game heat of the moment stuff. It's like, oh, it's it's infuriating. It's absolutely like that stuff's the absolute infuriating stuff. Well, so, so you look you look at it. Uh, what was it last year, two years ago? I mean, the, the Chiefs were in a spot where Mahomes was out of the game and it was fourth in game. They they make it. They win. Yeah. They don't. The I was it the, I think they were playing the Browns. The Browns have a shot to march on the field and score to win the game yeah and every football person out there is like there is no way you are putting the game in chad henny's hands <laughs> and they did and they won right. so he they looked really smart they don't you look like an idiot and people are like what are you doing that's kind of the situation we're talking about here but again you know you have that play dialed up that they're like there is no shot in hell they're looking for a chad henny naked boot at nine with the game on the line on fourth down there's no shot they're looking for this, so let's do it. And it's a chance you take, but I mean, you probably they they Andy Reid probably makes that call without the numbers. He probably says, you know what? I believe my offense is good enough. Let's do this. So, like, did the analytics probably back up his decision? Sure. I mean, again, they make the they they score the two point conversion. We're probably having a different conversation, but again, I I think the numbers matter. I think they help, but I don't think they can be a thing that you can just live and die on twenty four seven. Yeah. You know, I, I people used to, I mean, early a few year four, three, four years ago, people used to roast McDermott. Why are we punting there? Why are we punting there? And he like, because with my team and who we have, I trust my defense to stop you. You're not going to go 90 yards and score on me every time. So if my options are go for it and give you a short field or kick the field or, you know, kick the kick, you know, punt the ball and make you march. I will play the field position game because I will win that game. event. Like I will score points and we will win the football game. Eventually we're playing the long game. Now with a more high powered offense, he leans more toward the side. You know, he, he airs to the side of playing with some reckless abandon because you're not going to catch me. 
Right. Oh, and the defense is really good. It's really easy to be the analytics guy in that situation. I mean, look at the look at the Lions. Last year they were play they like did some analytics stuff. They did, you know, crazy things that nobody would ever think to do. And they kept them in games and they kept them fun and relevant. But it's not a way to, to run a franchise completely. And we're seeing that this year. You know, they their offense now works and they're not doing random onside kicks with, you know, the opening kickoff of the first of, you know, <laughs> of the game type deal. So I don't know. I analytics to me are important. They're a tool. Like in baseball, you tell me that a guy has a hundred and two mile an hour exit velo and five, six other really, really good numbers, but then I see him play and he sucks. Like those analytics don't mean dog shit. Like right. they really don't. 110, 110 straight into the dirt doesn't do anything for me. You know, <laughs> and, and, and a perfect example, you know, we saw last year we had guys with, you know, sixties and seventies of, of an exit velo off the tee. And they would barrel a ball up and it wouldn't really go anywhere. It would look good off the bat and then it would just die. And you're like, well, that's where, you know, analytics say you need somewhere in the high seventies to mid nineties to be relevant at this level. But again, those numbers down to the dirt don't do anything for me. So can I sit there and say, can I recruit a kid just on numbers on a spreadsheet? Absolutely not. Should I run a football team out based off numbers on the spreadsheet? Absolutely not. But I can look and say like, okay, I'm leaning toward going for this. What do the numbers say? Hey, listen, we like the numbers say we get this 90, 99.2% chance this game is over with when we get this. Great. Let's run it. Like, but then we have a situation. We have a plan for that. Not a, huh, let's run it up the shitter from shotgun at two, you know, two and a half yards out. <laughs> Just a thought. Just a thought. So, so yeah, there it is. Brian, you got anything to add to that? Or are you good? I'm good. All right, let's wrap it up, gentlemen. Jaws, Brian, I appreciate you guys as always. Listeners, thank you for sticking with us through these, uh, through this, uh, this two point light. It's usually much more enjoyable now. I love it. Um, starting to love it again. I am. Our listenership went up last month, so I, I know. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> I think it's working. It must. I don't know. But uh, that is a wrap. Thank you so much. And on behalf of Josh, Brian, and I, till next time, the two-point conversation is good.